Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do want to thank R&B Car Company. If you're looking for a used vehicle, go to rbcarcompany.com. All right. Uh, we've got a touch. Well, I was going to say touch and then talk. And so that came out as touch about the virus. There's just a couple of interesting stories out there that I kind of wanted to, to pass on to all of you. Not going to devote a whole bunch of time to it. There's nothing like super breaking about it or anything, but I do want to I do want to point out a couple of things because there's some good stuff that has floated about the virus here. Uh, Joe, I sent you some some video, and I want you to listen to this because this is again, this is CNN's medical expert. I think she used to be the one that ran up uh, Planned Parenthood. Don't quote me on that. I think so. Dr. Lena Wen or Leanna Wen. I think she was the one that was with Planned Parenthood and then got got booted from Planned Parenthood because she wasn't woke enough. Um, so anyway, she's the medical analyst. And she basically, look, for all intents and purposes, she said the quiet part out loud is what she did. Joe, go ahead and roll that clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things here are all these freedoms that you have mm-hmm. because otherwise mm-hmm. people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway it's clear to oh, them oh. that the vaccine oh, god forbid are you god forbid we enjoy the freedoms that we already have anyway hey guess guess what um i i'm actually i'm actually pretty pretty psyched that joe was able to get that out to you because the the video link that i sent to joe earlier has now been removed and i sent it to him like 10 minutes ago Kind of weird how how they're running around removing that video. So what's if people don't get the vaccine, you know, what's the carrot that we're going to be able to dangle in front of them to force them to get the vaccine in order to enjoy their freedoms? Because if they don't get the vaccine and we reopen anyway, they're just going to go out and enjoy those freedoms by themselves, you know, like like Americans. You, I've been telling everybody, and we had a couple of people on the live stream even today just, you know, say, hey, we've started. If you have not read 1984, if you've not listened to 1984 in in an audio book, if you have not listened to the dramatized version of 1984 on YouTube, you must. You have to. And again, part of the reason of why something that Orwell wrote so long ago is so profound now and why it applies so perfectly now As I have told you countless times, the communist playbook has been exactly the same since Lenin. It has never changed. The communist playbook that was used by Lenin and other groups during the Russian Revolution was used by Castro in Cuba. It was used by Mao in China. It was used in Vietnam. It was used in North Korea. It was used everywhere. It is the exact same playbook. So when somebody tells you to look out for certain things because there's going to be a a communist plot to overthrow things, you can say it with accuracy and certainty, and it's timeless because that is always the playbook. As I've told you before, The Naked Communist, written by Cleon Scouse in the 1950s, the 45 communist goals. I have been talking about this since before anybody else in news media or talk radio. I've been talking about my entire career and before. Okay, 45 communist goals were the goals of communists, primarily from the KGB, to change American society. Rules for Radicals, written by Saul Alinsky, is the playbook in how to accomplish the 45 communist goals. And I've highlighted this premium content video that I did a little while back, went over all of them in detail and how they apply to what we're dealing with today. This is critical. But when people look at this stuff, they go, wow, how is he? How was Orwell so right? Well, Orwell was just warning you about communism. Communism is the same as it's always been. It hasn't changed. The playbook hasn't changed. 
that's why it's so easy to predict what they're going to do next. That's why people like me, not just me, but like me, have been telling you for many, many years now, when something happens, this is the slope that you're on. And other people just dismissed, ah, it's conspiracy stuff, whatever. I'm like, okay, well, it wasn't a conspiracy in Russia, in China, in North Korea, in Cuba, in Venezuela, and elsewhere. It's, it's never been a conspiracy in any of those places, or it was a conspiracy until it wasn't anymore. The playbook is always the same. It never changes. It is always the same. And one of the reasons that it's always the same is that it works. It just takes time. It's usually not overnight. And with the modern era and things like that, it actually takes longer for it to succeed. This is, you know, this is critical stuff, but she's out there straight up. We should not be allowing places to reopen because then we don't have a carrot to dangle in front of the peasants in order to get them to vaccinate themselves. And as I've said before, you have to make that decision on your own, right? I've already told you where I stand on the vaccine. Um, and if you are at risk of the virus, I think you should at least consider it. If you're not at risk from the virus, then you have to weigh your potential your potential risk here. And the reality is for people who are not susceptible to the virus, the younger you get, the more side effects to the vaccine you have. And some of those side effects are not pleasant. Some of them are permanent. Some of them are death. Okay. Uh, in much higher numbers than generally we see from, from a vaccine early on. But it's not in any way, shape, or form the preponderance of people who get it. It's not even a large percentage of people who get it. So you have to weigh that risk yourself. Um, but, like, you know, I'm just, I'm one of those people that if you're not at risk of something or if something's really not that big of a deal for your overall health, I don't really see the point in getting vaccinated for it. That's just my personal philosophy. Other people disagree with that, and that's fine, okay? Everybody has different, different uh, things that they have to worry about. I'm not at risk of the virus. If I were, my mindset might be a little bit different. And now that we also know that children who get the vaccine have many more serious side effects than adults do, that's something that parents should also consider going forward because they're going to try and force your kid to get it. Or your kid's not going to be able to get back into school, that sort of thing. So your kid's not going to be able to get in-person instruction. Illegal alien kids who already have COVID will get certified teachers face-to-face -face giving them classroom instruction. That's just how things are going right now. Now, the other thing that I have to talk about is the CDC, because everybody is picking up on this. The CDC has been a mess since Ebola under Obama. But the CDC has got, there is an extra level of odd, weird stupidity that is coming out of the CDC right now. And people don't really understand what's going on. It Really, the question, if, if we were to summarize this on the whole subject of the CDC right now under Biden, is who is in charge because it's not the director of the CDC. She's not in charge because every time she says something, the CDC contradicts what she says. So we're trying to figure this out. And I'm going to tell you what I mean coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. It is title time. And FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking you up like a champion. They are celebrating the big game with 40 to 1 odds on either Baylor or Gonzaga. 40 to 1 odds on either team to win the championship game. You can win $200 on a $5 bet with FanDuel. If you've been watching from the sidelines all tournament long, jump in now. This is the perfect time to download FanDuel and sign up and get in on the action. All you have to do is download FanDuel Sportsbook, make sure your first make your first deposit deposit and then make sure that you use my promo code Casey and you'll get exclusive 40 to 1 odds on either team to win the game. App is super easy to use, very easy to navigate. As I've said before, there's a beginner section, intermediate and advanced, and there's a bunch of special ways to uh, to bet and play on all sorts of different sports including esports. Again, Download FanDuel Sportsbook. Use my promo code Casey so they know that I sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code Casey. 21 and over and present in Indiana. New users only. Must wager in designated offer market. $10 first deposit required. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, please get help. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, here we go. Oh, man. What a what a mess here with this um, this virus. So, 
more stuff to deal with. <clears throat> Who is in charge of the CDC? That is the great question. That's something that people don't quite know because the CDC, every single week, probably two times a week, they're contradicting themselves. And it's, it's getting a little annoying for people. So according to the CDC, it is totally safe for fully vaccinated people to travel within the United States. All right. You heard it on my news break earlier today, right here on MNC, right? So Associated Press, add travel to the activities vaccinated Americans can enjoy again, much to the chagrin of CNN, since they didn't, they didn't dangle that carrot and make reopening a condition of vaccinations. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention says fully vaccinated people can travel within the United States without getting a COVID-19 test or going into quarantine. Yeah, well, they've, they've kind of been able to do that anyway, but I digress. So finally, a concrete health and travel advisory from the CDC. No more contradictions, no more about faces, just solid, hard, and fast guidance. That's what Twitchy writes. Guy Benson, the most exciting part of absorbing new, often belated CDC guidance is the white-knuckle thrill ride waiting for the inevitable contradictory walk back. Aha! Uh-huh. Okay. CDC Director Walensky. While we believe that fully vaccinated people can travel at low risk to themselves, the CDC is not recommending travel at this time due to the rising number of cases. <laughs> this is the same day. Okay? This is on the second. So on the second, the CDC's director says, yeah, you probably don't travel because we've got a rising number of cases, even if you're vaccinated. But the CDC, on the second, the same day as what the director said, yeah, maybe don't travel. The CDC is like, yeah, yeah, totally travel. Everything's good. It's it's literally the same day, guys. This happened on April 2nd. Not April 1st, April 2nd. Although, again, we, we, do, we do maintain that the best April Fool's prank is the one that does not happen on April Fool's. But it has been this way... For years, again, going back to the Ebola outbreak when Ebola was threatening the United States because of people coming over and that sort of thing. And the Ebola, not the Ebola director, the CDC director at the time could not tell anybody if Ebola could be spread through the air. And the guy consistently was screwing up his messaging and he was terrible at his job. It has been a problem ever since. It it settled down a little under Trump, but not much. Most people, the left, the right, the center, most people didn't have much faith in the CDC uh, under Trump either. And it has been a complete catastrophe under Biden in his short time in the White House because they're just they're running all over the place. Uh, CDC director Rochelle Walensky warns that she feels impending doom with the covid case trajectory. Right now, I'm scared. Okay. Now, you have to understand something. This is, you know, going back in time. And we talked about this already last week. But when you have the CDC director who's saying, right now I'm scared about the trajectory of this. And then right after that, she goes on with, uh, who did she go on? MSNBC. And Walensky says, our data from the CDC suggests that vaccinated people do not carry the virus. So last week we went over that. So last week you kept having the CDC director go, um, doom and gloom. I'm super scared. I don't know what's going to happen. We can't control this thing. It's it's all horrible. And then in the same week, she said, yeah, yeah, no, our data clearly shows that people who are vaccinated uh, don't carry the virus and can't spread it. And then they walked back that walk back. And then on the second, the CDC comes out and says, if you have the vaccine, you can fly. But the director goes, eh, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, seriously, it, it is it is to the point where it is so laughable you can't help but just assume that somebody is trying to fi- follow the science here. And then basically what you have is you got somebody else going, eh, no. Now, I would love to tell you that it was a Walensky who was following the science or not following the science. But the problem is, is that sometimes she's the one following the science. And other times, whoever else is issuing these public statements at the CDC is following the science. We still don't know. Nobody has an idea who's actually in charge over there because it is just this bizarre weird sort of a contradictory relationship that just exists. Whatever the CDC says, you just wait a couple of hours and they will contradict that statement without fail. 
without fail. Now, off to Canada, but may impact some of you. Canada has issued a recall for graphene masks amid health concerns. So I don't know how many of you are using graphene masks, but the Canadian health authorities have issued a precautionary recall for masks containing graphene, a nanomaterial made up of a single layer of carbon atoms, citing the need to study health risks after a study in animals found the substance had some potential to cause lung toxicity. Hmm. Remember when they tried to tell you that just wearing a cloth mask repeatedly without washing it was not going to cause any health hazards at all and wouldn't cause an infection or anything of that nature. And it turns out that there's, you know, years of studies from the NIH themselves that say that it will in fact cause an upper respiratory infection. But I digress. Uh, the recall issued on Friday by Health Canada urges Canadians not to use masks that contain graphene or biomass graphene because of the potential for the tiny particles to be inhaled, which may pose a health risk. The advisory cites research showing that inhaled graphene particles had some potential to cause early lung toxicity in animals, although it noted that the health risk to humans is still unknown and requires further study. So if you're using a graphene mask, they are concerned that it may actually cause some health issues. They're not sure, just letting you know, passing it on, because I know that there's been a lot of new mass technology that's been developed, some of it good, some of it not so good, and people are trying to figure out what actually does work and, and what doesn't work and that sort of thing. <clears throat> so uh, this is another story. The U.S. grant to the Wuhan lab to enhance bat-based coronaviruses was never scrutinized by the Health and Human Services Department and their review board, according to the NIH. So the National Institutes of Health, this is the bureaucracy that Fauci runs. They have admitted that Health and Human Services Review Board never scrutinized the grant that the United States paid to the Chinese Wuhan laboratory to enhance bat-based coronaviruses, which is exactly what COVID is. Never looked at it. Isn't that convenient? More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. This is Casey Hendrickson. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. I want to thank R&B Car Company. If you're looking for a used vehicle, go to rbcarcompany.com. they got locations in South Bend and Warsaw. Of course, let them know that I sent you. All right, let's 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 take a look at something that's not political for just a second. Okay, then we'll get back into some funny political stuff. All right, we'll, we'll do that. LG is closing down its smartphone business worldwide. Uh, I mentioned this on the live stream earlier, and a bunch of people are shocked by that. So LG Electronics has officially announced that rumors that have been predicting what rumors are predict, predicting for a while now, the company is shutting down its mobile division globally. Okay. So this is a decision that was approved by its board today in a press release, confirming its exit from the smartphone space. LG said that its decision will enable the company to focus resources in growth areas, such as electronic vehicle components, connected devices, smart homes, robotics, artificial intelligence, and business-to-business -business solutions, as well as platforms and services. That's interesting. LG currently, uh, their current inventory of phones that are already on the market will continue to be available for sale. The company will also continue to provide software updates to its phones for a period of time, which will vary by reason. So if you have an LG phone, they're still going to support it. Everything's okay there. You don't need to like get a new phone right away. Uh, the firm didn't specify what will be the fate of its uh, rollable phone or the device dubbed LG Rainbow. Um, so they're probably not going to make it to market. That would be my best guess. Uh, they may sell off that technology to another company or something of that nature. Uh, so look for that announcement here soon. So again, LG, obviously a huge company. They do a lot of things very, very well. Uh, their smartphones were okay, and they did... They did a lot of really good budget smartphones. So for people who are paying cash for their phone when they were going into some of those smaller carriers, uh, LG did really good with those phones. Um, but they they just they haven't had a flagship phone in a very long time, and that that 
entry level market, for lack of better terms, you know, that budget market um, is pretty flooded right now. So kind of makes sense for them to get out of it, to be perfectly honest with you, unless you're going to throw a ton of research and development into it and really build it up then it makes sense for them to probably leave that space considering it's not the biggest part of their company, nor is it even close to being the biggest part of their company. So if you have an LG phone, you're okay. And you can still buy an LG phone. They will support it for a period of time, but they did not give any guidance for that. So my assumption would be a year, maybe two. All right. So generally speaking, cell phones have that one year shelf life. They're pretty disposable. And you know, higher-end phones, people are holding on to them for several years now, but um, generally speaking, those budget ones are about a year. So I would assume if you buy an LG phone, you'll probably get support for a year, and I wouldn't plan on it beyond that. So if you do it, think of it as a short-term stopgap as opposed to a phone that you're going to hold on to for quite some time because you won't have those security patches and, and that sort of thing. You're going to start running into real issues uh, when you're using the, uh, the app stores and that sort of thing. So LG officially outside of the smartphone market. They're done with it. All right, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She wants everybody, she wants everybody to remember. She, she actually tweeted this out, which is going to lead into the next thing that I have with Tucker Carlson here. I want to actually read you the tweet verbatim, okay? Just want to read it verbatim. A lot of people, well, hold on. she's quoting somebody. So Kyle Griffin says, AOC on the border, anyone who's using the word surge around you consciously is trying to invoke a militaristic frame. And that's a problem because this is not a surge. These are children and they are not insurgents and we are not being invaded. That's AOC for you. So then AOC retweeted that with comment. She tweeted this. A lot of people who are just now suddenly horrified at the dehumanizing conditions at our border are the same folks who dehumanize immigrants plus helped build these cages in the first place. When we tried to stop this infrastructure over a year ago, we were overruled by both parties. A politician's strength isn't based on a trip. It's based on their policy and voting record. And the fact is a lot of Ted Cruz types, listen to this, who are now going down to meet refugee children in boats outfitted with machine guns are the ones who helped create this problem in the first place. So basically, basically, AOC is out there going, let's not forget who built the cages in the first place. Yeah, AOC, let's not forget who built the cages in the first place. Obama and Biden. Let's... Let's not forget that. As people are pointing this out, obviously, all over social media. And see, I get all my Twitter content from other websites now because <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, Obama built the cages. Biden was his vice president when those cages were built. Biden's the one running around throughout this campaign. And just like a week or two ago, he said, no, nobody was building cages before, before Trump. Come on. What? I mean, it's these. We talked about shame and how the left has no shame when they lie at the beginning of the show today. That's another example of that. And people have been calling out Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and saying, hey, you know, you're that big giant mouth of yours that never stops moving has been real quiet and real shut while we've watched what's happening at the border. Why is that? How come, how come no white pantsuit, you know, going to empty parking lots and crying over things that aren't actually there and lying about toilets and drinking people drinking out of toilets and things of that nature. Where's, where's all of that theatrics? Where's that gone? So now she's trying to deflect on all of that by saying, a trip down there doesn't mean anything. Let's not forget who built these cages in the first place. Yeah, Obama and Biden. In fact, Trump closed a bunch of them down. There's some court stuff in between all of that that I've explained a million times. I don't need to do it again. But they've reopened two facilities at a minimum that Trump closed. They've reopened them, one of which was closed because it was toxic. Not kidding. It was contaminated with pollutants. So they've reopened that facility. I, I don't know if they've cleaned it up. I assume that they have, but who knows? I mean, you never know. And 
she's just running the idea of this. Now, this leads into something else with Tucker Carlson, okay? Tucker Carlson called AOC a low IQ race baiter on his show. <laughs> so you've got AOC saying something that's low IQ and is race baiting, and then you got Tucker Carlson accurately calling her on it. More coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. Uh, we are on Trovo.live slash Casey, the host. Again, that's C-A-S-E-Y. If you want to watch the live stream video that we do every single day from 3 until 6, you can hang out with us during the break and I'm going to go over this uh, this amazing thing that I'm dealing with with Facebook that a listener sent me over the weekend. I'm going to go over that here during the the news break just for the live stream. So go to Trovo, T-R-O-V-O dot live slash Casey the host. Watch the live stream there. Don't subscribe, just follow. Subscribing costs money. Following is totally free. I don't want I don't want your money. If you want to pay me money, do the premium content thing and get extra content out of it. Uh, you don't need to do that for the radio show stuff, but trovo.live slash Casey, the host. You can follow for free and hang out with us during the uh, the live streams. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, our former mayor, embarrassing himself again. Now, for the record, this, this is something that he did. I'm about to tell you what he did in D.C. And this is something that he did in South Bend. And it's funny how many people send me emails over this. I had like three or four people send me emails over the weekend like, hey, he did this in South Bend, too. I'm like, I know. I broadcast at Bike to Work Week a couple of times, so I, I'm familiar. Uh, for those of you who don't know, P. Buttigieg likes to really uh, support the bicycle culture and that sort of thing. He, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he worships the river god and has to feed it line bikes or whatever to maintain his stature in life. I'm not exactly sure what that relationship is. P. Buttigieg who's a transportation secretary now, which, again, is still one of the funniest things that has ever happened in American politics. But Pete Buttigieg rode a bicycle into work the other day, last week. Okay, Now, he did this um, to Biden's first cabinet meeting. I'm going to say this again. Biden's first cabinet meeting in April. Biden's first cabinet meeting. Still don't have a State of the Union address. Just had the very first press conference. One more time. I know it's a Monday. Biden's first cabinet meeting last Thursday. Yeah, I know. It is a joke. It was on April April Fool's Day. So anyway, Buttigieg rode a bicycle in. All right? Now, here's the problem with that. <clears throat> See, well, in South Bend, our corrupt local media, which is relatively small, will not show you the video images of him doing it here. But in D.C., it's a much different animal. Very big city, a lot of people. There's a lot of surveillance. There's a lot of media. There's a lot of people with cell phones. And everybody is trying to record everybody. So what ended up happening is Pete Buttigieg, while he did ride a bicycle into the cabinet meeting, a bicycle was brought to him by an SUV. It was on the back of the SUV. They took the bicycle off of the SUV. Okay? They got real close to where he was going. And then they pulled over, he got out, they gave him the bicycle, and he rode a short way with an agent who also had a bicycle, which was much better than his bicycle, by the way. And then they turned it into this whole propaganda play. The problem is that it was caught on camera. So you actually have them taking the bike off of the SUV, him getting on the bike, them fixing the bicycle carrier on the back of the SUV, waiting for the agent to get out of the SUV and get his bicycle all ready and set to go. And then they went off and they rode into Biden's first cabinet meeting. And of course, everybody's like, oh, Pete Buttigieg rode a bicycle in Washington, D.C. He's so nice. And then Pete Buttigieg posted on social media. He's like, it's a great way to get around. Yeah, you liar. You're such a liar fabricating this stupid nonsense either ride the bicycle or don't and for the record if you've ever been to washington dc nobody's gonna blame you for not riding a bicycle on washington dc streets it's insane over there no way anybody's gonna blame you for not riding a bicycle but he wants to puff up a narrative now here's the thing he did that for bike to work week in south bend all the time 
all the time. I saw it. Other people saw it. He'd sit in his car until it was time for him to show up close to work. And, ah, here's the bicycle. It was all nonsense. It's just that it's not as easy to hide it in Washington, D.C. as it is to hide it in South Bend. Oh, the great national nightmare continues. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. And I would like to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. All right. I, I want to, I, I had mentioned this last week. I think I teased it for today. I'm not sure, not 100% positive. Uh, Lester Holt. Now, I have, much to the chagrin of a lot of you, I have eviscerated Lester Holt on my show his, well, not his entire career, but pretty much my entire career. Um, Lester Holt is who I thought he was. And he's, he's not decent. He's not good. He's not honest. He's Lester Holt. But there's a lot of people that he fooled over the years. So every time I would pick on Lester Holt, people are like, oh, come on, Casey, leave him alone, man. It's, you know, he's not that bad. Yeah, he is. Okay, so Lester Holt from NBC, he went out there and he declared that fairness is overrated and that the idea that we should always give two sides equal weight and merit does not reflect the world that we find ourselves in. So what you have is you've got this guy on NBC News basically telling you the media should not be giving you both sides. We should pick and choose what is and is not true. Now, considering you have just spent over four years, and I cannot highlight this enough on this show, that you have just spent over four years where all of the major stories that the news media was peddling to you on a daily basis were fake news stories. And it started right there with, it didn't start with Russia collusion. It's just that that's the first time that I think people were really aware that, wow, they're really going after this fake news really hard. You know, there were other things too. They lied about Trump throughout the GOP primary. Other Republicans did it. It divided conservatives. They loved it. That was the goal, by the way. I kept telling people that. The goal was to lie about Trump in order to divide conservatives. That's what the media wanted to do. And that's exactly what they were able to accomplish. But Yes, they lied about Bush. Yes, they lied about Reagan and Bush Sr. Yes, I know that. I, I get it. I'm just talking about this perpetual news cycle. And it was it was nearly perpetual when it came to the Iraq war with Bush. But it was an absolute 100% perpetual news cycle of fake story after fake story after fake story after fake story, back to the original fake story, recycled the second story, the third story, the fourth story, back to the first one again, recycled the second and the third and the fifth, and then back to the first one again. And it's just, it was constant, absolutely constant. You couldn't get away from it. When the news media takes up the position that it is not their job to present both sides of an issue, but only the side that they decide is true, given we've had over four years of them lying to you, and if you're not woke to the truth. They weren't lying to you. They were just wrong for over four years straight about almost every major news story. If you think it's okay for that same media that was, one, either lying to you or, two, completely wrong for over four years straight about everything. If you think they should be the arbiters of truth, if you think they should be the only ones that decide what is and is not real, what is and is not fact, what position is and is not correct, you might be a tyrant. So Lester Holt coming out and saying that, is one, again, saying the quiet part out loud. But it should be very telling, considering how inaccurate and false the news has been for such an extended period of time. Since the 1960s, trust in the U.S. media has consistently declined. 
since the 1960s. Doesn't matter who president is. None of that matters. All that matters is the news media continues to get worse and worse at their job. Why do you think having Clifton French on here for Real News Michiana uh, almost on a weekly basis is so valid and important? Because he's actually doing real news stories. Real news stories that are there and are available to our local news outfits on on the television and even the paper side, they don't do anything with. They don't run any of those stories. I'm a radio host. Why am I breaking so much news in this community that should have been covered by, by your television and your newspapers here locally? Why am I doing that? I should be responding to those stories and asking your opinions about them. I shouldn't be the one breaking them. That's not my job. Brit Hume responded to Lester Holt. This argument rests on the proposition that the media always knows the truth, but they don't. As his own network's coverage of the bogus and implausible Russia collusion tale illustrates, not to mention the media's reporting of early COVID-19 advice that turned out wrong. Brit Hume just smacked Lester Holt right down. And I don't always agree with Brit Hume, but here's what I know about Brit Hume. He's a man of integrity, and when he says something, I can listen to it. I can listen to it, and I can know that he's, he's presenting the best case that he can based on the information that he has. Is he always right? No, no human being is. But I respect him, and I respect that he's not trying to deceive me. He may have an opinion about something that I disagree with. He may not have all of the data on something. Maybe I have more data than he does about some things, and therefore his opinion is not, is not as valid as it could be. But Brit Hume is not trying to deceive me on a regular basis, which is why I trust him. I still validate everything he says because he's not always right. And you should do that, that same thing with whoever you listen to. Now, this is profound stuff. I've also told you that CBS News over the past couple of years is starting to turn into a real news outfit again. CBS News has not been a real news outfit since I worked for them. But you got NBC coming out and going, no, 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 fairness is overrated. We're not going to do fairness. Now, we get to decide what is is not true. And then CBS News has decided they don't want to be real news anymore. So CBS News deleted a tweet advocating how companies can oppose Georgia Republicans. Why is CBS out there? Why is CBS News out there advocating against one political party for another political party? And how could you possibly ever trust CBS News coverage on anything ever again? Especially... It's not even just the fact that they're being biased here in one political direction over another. It's the fact that they are being biased and they're perpetuating rumors that have been debunked as false. Everything, this is one of my latest podcasts that uploaded today for you podcast subscribers. Everything the Democrats are telling you about the Georgia election law is a lie. Everything. None of it's true. I can't find a single solitary speck of what they're alleging about it to even be accurate. Nothing. It's all a lie. Conservatives on Twitter mocked the tweet. I missed the announcement that CBS is now now a Democratic super PAC. That's according to senior writer for Real Clear Investigations, Mark Hemingway. Why, Why are it three ways companies can help fight Georgia's restrictive new voting law? Why is CBS running a story like that? Oh, in another example pertaining to Georgia and the media, you know, out there not giving fairness uh, a try, because fairness is overrated after all, according to Lester Holt over at NBC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has had to issue a major correction on their, their story about the Georgia election law. Let's see what that correction is, shall we? <clears throat> A previous version of this story said that the new law would limit voting hours. On Election Day in Georgia, polling places are open from 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. And if you are in line by 7 p.m., you are allowed to cast your ballot. Nothing in the new law changes those rules. So the Atlanta Journal-Constitution ran a story about how they were going to reduce election voting times with the Georgia election law, which for the record is a debunked lie that has been spread by news people all over the country over the past several weeks. Uh, Two weeks, I guess, right? 
It doesn't. In fact, the Georgia law still allows people to vote later than in many other states. It is it is bizarre. They didn't change the poll times at all. And they wrote a whole article in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution about how they were making voting more difficult by reducing the number of hours you could go vote, and they didn't even do it? You devoted an entire article to that? The time that it takes to write that article is longer than it takes to look up if the, the subject of the article is even accurate. But nobody bothered to do that. Just like Chris Wallace over at Fox News didn't bother to look at whether or not you were actually going to be denied water if you needed it while standing in line to vote, which is another lie. Now, this again kind of gets into the situation with, um, <clears throat> where did this go here? With Chuck Schumer. So this is what Chuck Schumer tweeted out. This is about the Major League Baseball, because Major League Baseball is moving the 2021 All-Star Game out of Atlanta because of the Georgia election law, which is a well-written law and doesn't restrict voting at all for anybody who is a legal voter. <clears throat> Racist voter suppression laws are now hurting Georgia's voters and its economy. Georgia Republicans should be ashamed, Chuck Schumer said. We would welcome Major League Baseball to come play at the All-Star Game in New York, where we are working to make it easier, not harder to vote. Now, I find this to be in, in very interesting because, you see, New York's laws to vote are far more restrictive than the Georgia law that just went into effect. True story. Look it up. In fact, Guy Benson, uh, your party has endlessly lied about the new law, especially POTUS. Usurper Joe. He and Georgia Dems are directly responsible for the boycott's harm. Your state has more restrictions on casting ballots. Are you ashamed of your racist complicity in the suppression? You've been in office since the 1970s. Very good point. New York only offers nine days of early voting. The new Georgia law offers 17. 17 days. New York has excuse-only absentee voting, and it's illegal to offer food or water to people standing in line to vote in New York. So Chuck Schumer in New York, who's been in politics since the 1970s, he's calling the voting law that passed in Georgia racist, yet his state of New York is more restrictive on who can vote and when than the new Georgia law even is. And yet he's inviting the All-Star game from Major League Baseball to go to New York? Isn't that interesting? But see, this is the type of stuff it doesn't, when you're in the media, you're not going to tell anybody that. And then the average idiot that's out there on social media isn't going to be wise enough or, or motivated enough to even look this up. They don't want to. Somebody that they like will feed into their confirmation bias that Republicans are racist, and they'll just run with it, even though it's completely and totally untrue. But there's more. But wait, there's more. How much money is Georgia going to lose from allowing this to happen? And it's being spearheaded by their own local newspaper, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which is now admitted to publishing an entire article that was fake and based on a fake premise. We'll tell you that coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Uh, tell me if this sounds like you. You wake up in the morning and, ah, my neck hurts. My back hurts. My shoulder hurts. Yep, I know. As you get older, it's no fun. And something as innocent as a good night's sleep can mess with your body for days on end. And that pain can be tough to get rid of. Yeah, maybe try massaging it out. Maybe you'll pop some pills. If it gets bad enough, you'll go to the doctor all of which are not exactly ideal. What if you had the opportunity to just rub something on it and make the pain go away and likely not even come back? Unless it's a serious injury, of course, in which case you have to seek professional help. Sometimes it's just a pulled muscle, right? And you just need a little help and relief. That's where allnaturalcbd.org comes in. The lotion is amazing. It comes in natural lavender, not that fake god-awful lavender. God, I hate that stuff. 
but natural lavender, so it smells great, or unscented. If you're like me and you don't like any smell around you at all, um, and I've, I've highlighted before how the natural lavender um, tends to attract wasps. <laughs> We've got a lot of wasps around my house, and for me, the natural lavender attracted the wasps. So one got under my helmet one day and stung me in the neck. But incidentally, the CBD lotion actually worked on the wasp sting. It made, it, made the pain go away. So it's, it's a, kind of a win-win. Well, a lose-win. But this, was, this is amazing stuff. You know, when I, when I have a neck, neck pain, shoulder pain, stuff like that, when I wake up, I just roll over, get some lotion on my hand, rub it into where it hurts. About three minutes later, pain's gone. And it has been like that for a couple of years now. And again, thousands, thousands of my listeners are repeat customers at allnaturalcbd.org because this lotion is fantastic. Full spectrum CBD up to 1,000 milligrams. You have your choice of strength. Those two different scents that it comes with. You get free, uh, free shipping on orders over $25. And when you use my promo code, KC10, you save 10%. Allnaturalcbd.org, promo code KC10. Okay, not done yet. Not done yet. All right, the Georgia County that was set to host the 2020 Major League Baseball All-Star Game, because they're moving it now, said over the weekend that it will lose more than $100 million after the league pulled the game and draft out of the state, a decision that comes after Democrats, Mad, uh, Democrats Madeline number of false claims about the state's new election law and signaled that they would support the league's boycott of the state. So Democrats have been lying about the Georgia bill, it doesn't do any of the things that they're claiming it does. It doesn't suppress any votes. It doesn't go back to Jim Crow. None of that. That's all a verifiable, demonstrable lie. Georgia's election laws are still far less restrictive than New York State's. And you got Schumer out there going, the Georgia law is racist. Well, the Georgia law is more permitting and forgiving for voters than New York State law is. And somebody was telling me today that apparently they're looking at Moving the All-Star game to Milwaukee, where they have voter ID to vote. That's one of the main complaints about the Georgia law, is that it's going to require you to prove who you are before you cast a ballot. Which, for the record, the vast majority of Americans support, and the vast majority of black Americans support. So you're going to take it out of the, the state of Georgia. You're going to cost the county... In Georgia, over $100 million in revenue by taking out the, the All-Star game in the draft. And you're going to move it, potentially, to Milwaukee, where Milwaukee already has the laws on the books that Georgia is just enacting. Really? That's interesting. Next. <clears throat> Coke. Coke is back at it again. Coke is just dying to lose to Pepsi right now. So Coke, Coke has decided to go after Georgia as well. A number of Georgia Republicans are pushing the unthinkable, kicking Coca-Cola out of state legislative offices over its criticism of Georgia's new voting rules. In a letter Coca-Cola to Coca-Cola that reporters uh, post on social media, eight members of the House of Representatives declared their offices Coke-free zones and demanded that the Atlanta-based soda behemoth stop intentionally misleading the public. <laughs> uh, Saki, circle back Saki, also got really mad at a reporter. Who was the reporter here that did this? I don't even know who the, who the reporter is. Oh, I don't even think it says it in the article. That's a little strange. So anyway, this reporter basically said, hey, hold on a second. Um... Is Biden going to pull out of the Beijing Olympics after his Major League Baseball remarks? That's a great question. Major League Baseball can't be in Georgia, but they can have business in, in China. Biden can say that he supports Major League Baseball pulling out of Georgia, but we're still going to participate in the, the Beijing Olympics. Huh. And, of course, Saki didn't like that. She snapped back because she has gingivitis and, you know, they're very volatile creatures. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Well, we took an informal poll on the live stream at Trovo dot live slash Casey the host and the vote was overwhelming 
So here is Circle Back Jen Saki. Joe, roll it. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Um, I often note I'm going to circle back. I hate to disappoint conservative Twitter, but I am going to circle back on a number of things, as we often do directly. I'll circle back, circle back. I hate to disappoint you. Circle back, circle back. That's an excellent question. Circle back, circle back. I hate to disappoint you, but we will venture to circle back with all of you. Think cocaine or not, do you think? This is such a good question. I have not had the opportunity to dig into that. I'll circle back. It was a massive dump to this day. Everyone's trying to figure out where did it come from. I'm not aware of anything, but uh, we'll circle back. This uncircumcised Philistine, who does he think he is? As a mom myself, I want to know all the details. I have to circle back. Come on, man. You know what I mean? I will venture to get you an answer on that, and maybe we can talk about it, and you'll circle back. I will have to circle back on that one. Circle back, go back. But uh, we'll, we'll circle back. Circle back, go back. But I will have to circle back with you. Circle back, Let me give you a very specific example. Yeah. I'll circle back, circle back. I hate to disappoint you. Circle back, circle back. That's an excellent question. Circle back, circle back. I hate to disappoint you, but we will venture to circle back. This president knew back in January. Why didn't he tell us? Why didn't he warn there us? There are a number of ways to combat misinformation. One of them is circle back. That Trump was invincible and Hillary was in the prison, right? I don't really have any predictions for you on that. I can circle back. <laughs> um, let me see if I can get more detail for you on that. Circle back. I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Did you? We'll try to get to as many questions as possible. I'll circle back. I don't have anything more for you. And that communication has been lacking. Well, uh, as, as you know, let me give you a very specific example. I'll circle back. Circle back. I hate to disappoint you. Circle back. All right, that is Circle Back Saki. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. So I haven't talked about the Hunter Biden thing. I'm probably not going to. Um, but Relative just sent me the thing where he he basically is saying that he doesn't remember an encounter with the, the stripper who fathered his child. You know, the child that he still denies that we have the DNA evidence, he is the father, that Joe and Jill Biden still don't acknowledge or even count among their grandchildren. Anytime you ask them how many grandkids they have, first of all, the answer is always different, and it's never accurate. And that goes for Jill, too. Jill Biden doesn't get the accurate number, but they do not count this child as their grandkid. And it's, you know, it's real frustrating to see this because this poor kid is going to have to deal with this. You know, you're, you're in this um, influential family in American politics now, and nobody even wants to acknowledge that you're a part of it. It's, um, it's real, real twisted and real sad, but hopefully it all ends up working out. All right. Go to my website, theburningtruth.us. Sign up for the newsletter. Again, you can get the newsletter for free. That's what gets you the daily show prep. We'll be sending out a daily show prep today. Uh, we'll also include some of the montage videos that I have been making as of late. It's a new project that I'm doing for video stuff. Uh, the montages are pretty, pretty good, if you ask me. I think they're pretty decent. Uh, and they're certainly entertaining. The live stream seems to like them. So go to theburningtruth.us and sign up for that. Again, it's totally free. Here's Bill O'Reilly. Have a wonderful night.